0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope
3: they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors rapper. On
0: 95-7 the game
4: rebound ricochets out to Monk off the hand of Draymond. Pass stolen by Wiggins. Wiggins with a breakaway. He'll go with a dunk it, and there's your ball game. Andrew Wiggins putting the game away for the Warriors as they wind up beating the Sacramento Kings one thirty to one twenty five. It was one thirty to one twenty two at that point. A game that got. Far too close for comfort inside Chase Center tonight as the Warriors uh, had a 26-point lead in a game they never trailed in tonight. Uh, So they wind up winning it from uh, beginning to end here, start to finish with the lead. But it did get a little dicey in the final couple of minutes as the Warriors saw the 26-point lead that they once had get uh, whittled all the way down to 4 uh, and uh, the warriors able to escape in that final quarter with the win one thirty to one twenty five so eight at eight, 957, nine zeros. We welcome you in here to warriors wrap up on ninety five seven the game it's John Dickinson here at Chase Center as the dubs now sit two and one and and like most games in the n b a there are a lot of positives and and some not so uh positives to discuss uh as far as this one goes. Uh, In building the big 26-point lead that the Warriors had, uh, it all started with a 12-2 run right off the top, and the Warriors were engaged, and the offense was flowing, and Sacramento missed some shots early, and it looked like, all right, maybe this has the potential to be a different story than the game on Friday night against the Nuggets, but uh, it didn't remain that way. The Kings quickly inserted their rookie, uh, Keegan Murray, into the lineup, and Sacramento went on a run themselves to tie the game up at 15, and then basically each team exchanged baskets for the remainder of the quarter, and it turned back into an open gym, no defense type of a ball game, very similar to to the one uh, against Denver the other night in the early going. Warriors had the 39-36 lead. Then came the explosion in quarter number two, Uh, With still uh, an offensive flow to it and the defensive optional uh, flow to the game, the Warriors put a 50 spot on Sacramento in quarter number two, and it's just incredible when you look at what the Warriors were were able to to get done in that quarter uh, and leading 89-71 at the half. So 39 in the first quarter and then 89 for the Warriors in quarter number two, and they wind up uh, for the half with 50 in quarter number two, and the Warriors wind up with an 18-point lead at halftime. They would build it up to 26, and going to the fourth quarter, uh, Sacramento had chopped it down to 113-94. to, 113 to 94, But top of the fourth quarter, for, for everything that the Warriors did great to build the lead up to 26, top of the fourth quarter, it had the vibe as if Steve Kerr wanted to try and get Uh, the young players the entire fourth quarter and not have to put Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins back in the game. Dante DiVincenzo had sustained a hamstring injury, so he's out at this point, which changes the Warriors' rotation a little bit. Steve Kerr saying after the ball game that DiVincenzo will not go to Phoenix. Warriors heading to Phoenix to take on the Suns on on Tuesday. Going to be reevaluated after that. Uh, and then we'll see what happens for the home game here on Thursday against Miami and then a five-game road trip uh, to the east that the Warriors will embark on coming up uh, coming up uh, a week from, from yesterday. So in six days they'll begin a, a trip in Charlotte uh, that'll that'll take them uh, to the east and, and down through the south as well. Uh, so no DiVincenzo, and the lineup to start the fourth quarter was Jordan Poole, uh, Clay Thompson, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and James Wiseman, and that group just had nothing in the tank. Low energy, not making shots. Uh, the the ball was just not moving around, and I, I think it even started maybe in the third quarter. Uh, the The ball was not moving around, and it just just nothing going. and And the Kings kept coming to their credit uh, after really an embarrassing display defensively that that saw them get to the point. Where going into the fourth quarter, they had already given up 113 points, but the Kings, I think, saw a little bit of, of an opportunity here to, at the very least, get the Warriors starters back in the game and, and make them have to earn it down the stretch. And the Warriors just enough shot making for the first half of the quarter to, to not have it get too interesting. 15 to them was the closest that. that Sacramento had gotten, I think it was 125 to 110 for a bit. Uh, Kings cut it to 125 to 113 after that with 518 to go. And it felt at that time like the Warriors were lucky. Sacramento had a couple of misses. The Warriors were missing some easy ones, just couldn't get anything going offensively. And the Kings cut it to 12, and then Steve Kerr had no choice. He went back to Steph Curry. He went back to Andrew Wiggins. He went back to Draymond Green. And he had to. Uh, And then they were cold. And the game at that point was reminiscent, I thought, of the Denver game here last year and the Dallas game here last year where the Warriors had a couple of epic collapses in in February. Some big leads. The bench allowed teams to get back in the game, and then the starters were forced to go back in, and the starters just didn't have it. And and Steph and Draymond and Wiggins – really Stephen Draymond more than even Wiggins but but that whole group uh had the the look of you know players that thought they were not going to be uh going back into the game and they played like it just not sharp missing layups no flow to anything that's going on and the Kings kept coming uh at that point and and knocked it all the way down to to 126 to 122 uh, a four-point game. Kings then missed a, a couple of good looks. It could have been even Even Malik Monk hit a wide-open three that he missed. Uh, Jordan Poole hit a couple of free throws to make it 128-122. to 122, And then Wiggins had the steal that we played off the top to uh, effectively end the game with the Warriors going up by eight. But, uh, yeah, it was just a, kind of the quintessential – The bench let the team back in, and then the starters were cold because they didn't think they were going to have to go back in, and everybody was kind of stunned, and you thought, damn, if the Kings wind up making another shot or two, this could wind up in the ugly category Uh, along with the Dallas game a year ago and the Denver game a year ago toward the middle of the season where the Warriors had losses that were frankly similar to the game that that we saw tonight but uh, nevertheless the warriors do make enough plays in sacramento for all their effort after getting down by 26, could not make enough shots or enough plays to get it to where the game was, uh, even within one possession uh, or or in a spot where it felt like the Warriors could be uh, in danger of really uh, what would have been a, an embarrassing, embarrassing night. So 8-8, 5 uh, a lot of good things and great things to talk about for the Warriors. Uh, 89 points in the first half, the third most points, in any half in franchise history for the Warriors, second most in any first half. The franchise record for points in the first half, 92. Uh, The Warriors on October the 29th of 2018, that was the night that Clay Thompson broke the three-point record for threes in a game. The Warriors had 92 in the first half of that game in Chicago, 89 tonight, uh, and a franchise record for points in the second quarter of a game with 50, uh, which tied for the third most points the team has scored in any quarter in franchise history, seventh 50-point quarter in franchise history for the Warriors. So a lot going right, a lot of just tremendous offensive basketball and shooting and ball movement and and, and everything that's on full display when the Warriors are playing well. It it was on display in in this one uh, for the first and second quarters offensively but a couple of that continue to be issues that the the defensive intensity was not there for a second consecutive game and I I think we're gonna have to start to accept is probably not the right word although I I think it, it, it probably is the most accurate word in terms of The Warriors are just going to have games this year, I think, in the regular season, and I talked about it on Friday, where they just don't bring it defensively, where where they just don't bring it defensively because they're defending champs, and it's a long season, and they have a lot of offensive firepower, and tonight was another one of these. And you know, I think while they do have respect for some of the Kings' young players, and I think they do have respect for Mike Brown, uh, the Warriors played tonight like they believed they could beat the Kings by just outscoring them. And and frankly, I can understand why they would think that. Uh, The Kings are the kind of team to where if you run any semblance of of an offense and get out in transition and and really are patient, uh, you can score a ton of points against them. They've been one of the worst defensive teams in in the nba for the last decade and a half and and you can run it up on them as we've seen the warriors do from time to time during their run of greatness which is also commingled here with the uh, sacramento run of, of futility so uh, it's natural to believe if you're the warriors that you can you can do that but i do think it it develops some bad habits that at different junctures of the season are going to have to be shaken uh, from this team uh, you know you can get away with it against Sacramento, and the Warriors did barely. You didn't get away with that level of defensive intensity uh, against Denver. But, again, I think the reply from the Warriors' side of things would be, we know when the playoffs start, and it's in the middle of April, and just slow your roll a little bit, and you know, not every game is necessarily going to be a blowout. The, the other part that I think we're going to have to just realize now is – a budding reality is the bench is going to be a roller coaster ride. The the warrior bench this season is going to be a roller coaster ride between big time performances and struggling to find combinations uh, and, and the like. Uh, you know Jordan Poole got it going in, in the game tonight offensively 24 points. James Wiseman had 14 12 of those 14 quickly uh, in in his first run of what wound up being just under 20 minutes of action, five of seven from the floor in in this game. But there are going to be times where that bench group is going to allow teams back in games. I I think that's just reality at this point for the Warriors as far, especially if three and at times four of the super young players are are going to be uh, playing together. I think there's going to be, Windows in games where it feels like the Warriors are in control and then that group loses some of the rope and and some of the control on things and and the Warriors are going to have to go back and and re-win some games uh, after that. I think the bench could also solidify themselves, find the right combinations of of vets and young players and and, and which skill sets should be out there at the same time Uh, and I think at that point uh, everything. Uh, c- could work itself out and, and, and be better by, by the end of the season. But at this point, uh, at, at this point, I think acceptance of the roller coaster ride that it's probably going to be is, is the best thing that you can do if you're a, a Warriors fan. All right, uh, we'll pause briefly here as we begin the 9 o'clock hour.
5: You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app.
4: And we are live on Twitch and YouTube, and of course uh, on the app and on 95.7. The game, John Dickinson, inside Chase Center, where the Warriors were victorious over the Sacramento Kings tonight, 130 to 125. Uh, on the Xfinity mobile text line here from the 657, getting this rolling. The Warriors can't be struggling to close out bad teams at home. The problem. Was not necessarily the 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 closeout uh, at least down the stretch. They did enough to win it down. It, it was putting themselves in a position where they even had to close them out. And, and look, I'm I'm not one that always thinks that that every game against a bad team. And and I still think at this point, I I know Steve Kerr, I think, has tried to be nice about it when talking about Sacramento. And I, I think he did it after the game, and we're going to hear it here coming up in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but the the Kings can say they've had three close losses, but they, they've really been you know bad for extended stretches in in a lot of these games, and they've wound up being you know semi close. Like te- like they are still a bad team until they prove otherwise, and, and that means you got to start winning winning some games here or there. But I I just you know it, it isn't going to be easy for a lot of these younger players playing together and I think that's what we've seen I mean you look at the, the first half rotation tonight you know you've got DiVincenzo out there with Michael Green but then you've got Wiseman Moody and Poole three very young players all playing together second half DiVincenzo's not out there so Steve Kirk goes to Clay Thompson but then you've got Jordan Poole out there trying to figure out his way and being the 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 big time scorer of that unit, but then he's also got Wiseman out there and Kaminga out there, uh, with with Moody as well, and that was really the turning point that that gave Sacramento life with that group. I think there's just going to be an understanding, an expectation, uh, just whatever it is that that it's not always going to go smoothly uh, w- with that group, and and sometimes some leads are going to get a little bit dicier than than you'd want. Uh, to, to have them be, and tonight that was the case. Uh, you know, it, it, it really was. I think you saw the Warriors try to avoid it, uh, it but it, it's almost unavoidable with the players that are built-in members uh, of, of the rotation. So 888-957-9570, that is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here. Uh, John Dickinson inside Chase Center as the Warriors beat... The Sacramento Kings tonight, one thirty to one twenty-five. All's well that ends well at the end of the day, if as long as you get the win and move on. But uh, it, it's a situation where uh, this is going to be a little more problematic if you do it against some better teams uh, in, in this type of situation. All right, let's get to Ricky uh, getting us started here on the phones. What's going on, Ricky? You're on Warriors wrap up on ninety-five-seven. The game.
6: Hey, John. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it was a good game up and down, you know. I got my NBA league pass, you know, I'm in Boston. So me and my dog Rambo, you know, he's also an English Bulldog. We had our Clay Thompson jerseys ready and we were watching the game. Um it, it was as a Clay Thompson fan, I was a little disappointed. I'm I i do not know if you remember I called you the other night, I talked about Clay Thompson's confidence, he's a confident player and I didn't like the way, you know, Steve Kerr uses Clay, you know, in and out, in and out. You know, and, and it kinda showed today. You know, I saw Clay you know, his body language, I didn't like his body language. He, he had his head down. You know, he just, you know, missed a couple of shots and really didn't have any rhythm, you know. And then, you know, he made a couple of, you know, good defensive stops the last, what, two and a half minutes with against the Kings, you know, against Fox. I think he was one-on-one with Fox. And he made, like, maybe two or three good stops defensively. But I just, like, I don't know. I think Steve Curtis is trying to make everybody happy. You know what I mean? he got too many players. And you know it showed, like you said, in that run, in the third quarter. You know when the Kings, or and, you know, what was the third quarter, fourth quarter when the Kings made that run, that late run there. And you know, I just yeah, they got back. I don't know. I just like
4: they got back in it a little bit in the third, but it was mainly the fourth quarter where they really came from. You know, nineteen twenty and cut it all the way to four.
6: Yeah, I just like, I just like, you know what I mean? Like Clay's just, you know, Clay's a confident player. He needs to be out there. And if you keep just, you know, messing with his minutes like this. It's really no point. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's not going to be the same Clay. Like, I saw the last preseason game against the Nuggets. That Clay Thompson looked strong, looked confident. You know, he scored like 18 points in like 20 minutes. I was like, okay, now we're rolling. This, now I'm happy. We're going to have to owe Clay back. And then since then, the last, th- you know, three, four games, you know, of the season, Clay just looks a little off, man, because of his minutes coming in and out. Just want to get your thoughts. Thank yeah. you so much for your time, man.
4: Well, and tonight, look, tonight was the I, the worst of the three games that he's played, in, it, but it was the most minutes that he played. And they're just going to be careful with Clay Thompson. That's the bottom line. Like, it's just, they, he's going to get up into the 30s, but he's going to get up into the 30s with a two-minute increase over the course of the next handful of games that, that he's playing in. Like and, and I think that's smart because the Warriors do need to make sure that they have a healthy Clay Thompson for the end of the season. And really more importantly than even the end of the regular season is the playoffs. And so I, I know everybody's kind of fixated on old Clay and can he get back and, and wanting, you know, this team to, to function in a way that we're used to seeing them function over the, the course of their championship run. But I do think the one thing that, that everybody's going to have to accept at some point is the fact that this team, for 2022-23, this team is going to have to get it done differently than last year's team did, which is differently than the teams from 17 and 18, which is different from the teams of 15 and, and 16 that, that won championships in, in their own way, and 14 and 15 more specifically, but really that two-year span where they won the one championship and the, the 73 games in the regular season. each team is going to be a little bit different and all you have to do is look at at the way last year ended to the way this year has started and all the young players and Jordan Poole's new role and Clay Thompson getting back to what he was before at least trying to hell Wiseman didn't play a lick last year and now he's somebody that's that's in the rotation because he's a good young player that that has to grow uh, all right eight at seven nine five seven zero let's keep it rolling nil in the North Bay what's going on nil
6: Yo, hey, uh, just coming home from the game with my uh, 10-year-old daughter. It's her birthday. Uh, Shout-out, Satya. Um, John, love your work. Appreciate it. First-time caller. Here's my take. All right. So I'm not going to lie, uh, at the end of the game, it was a little bit of a nail-biter. Like, it was kind of nerve-wracking. The whole crowd kind of got back into it, like, oh, my God, we're down by six. What are we going to do? All right, I'm not down by six. Just six points to catch up. But uh, check it out they're they're getting minutes under the bench like this is exactly what they need to do like the beginning of the game they're showing you all right we're reigning world champions like no big deal we all know these five six guys can get it done so it's a win to be getting the bench out there just like be developing this team early season just want to say i like what i'm seeing from the bench even if they've got some work to do so you know thank you kerb for letting them do it thank you everybody much appreciation
4: yeah, no, thanks for the call, Neil. Appreciate it. 888-957-9570. It's, all I'm saying is it's going to be up and down. And and there have been positive moments. They outscored the Lakers bench. I mean, the Lakers bench stinks, but that was a big – that was a headline as to how the Warriors beat the Lakers was the, the bench, the depth, more playable players by a lot than, than L.A. had. The bench was part of the downfall of, of game number two – Against the Nuggets, but tonight it was it was a mixed bag. They were they were good at times, and Jordan Poole had his best game. And the Warriors needed the the twenty four points and the efficient twenty four points that that he was able to provide. I thought in the first half the bench was was real good. It, the, the second quarter the bench was good, and yeah, Jonathan Kaminga not a member of the rotation there, and Moses Moody got his minutes, and and you know they really helped the Warriors get on that run in, in, the, in the second quarter. I mean, it was DiVincenzo with Poole, Moody, Jamichael Green, and Wiseman. And Wiseman had a nice offensive half. Poole had his best offensive game of the season, like I said. And the, and the Warriors were able to, to push the lead up to 20 and then, and then end up up 18 and, and go for that 50-point quarter with Curry starting to go off there as well. So and then in the second half, the bench completely let the Warriors back in the game. Uh, and you know, you're know you not going to want to miss what Steve Kerr had to say about the, the bench and what really irked him a little bit uh, about the second half. Uh, it, it was something that, that I can definitely understand why it would be uh, upsetting if you're the head coach of the Warriors. Let, let's get Robin in San Francisco. Hey, Robin, how are you doing tonight?
7: Hey, J G. So you kind of took what I had to say um, uh, in that every year, you know, since the championship, the bench, it has been different. You know, the words are like the revolving door. Now they're at an impasse, and so they're a revolving door, and they're different than last year because uh, they got some vets there. So now they've got more—they've got more youth there, and that—that that hasn't been there, and, and so. It, I think we're right back at the at point one with with the bench in terms of you know running that second unit. It seems to me that with pool and and the, they're out there with vets and that makes sense. You know they they, they play better. I'm st- I think that pool still has to be developed, and I'm worried that Warrior fans have been think that he has totally arrived, and he hasn't. He's just further along in his development. And I can see where he might struggle a little bit guiding that second unit because he's not used to playing with those that are not, you know, quite as far along as he. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And also that uh, point out that James Wiseman can't set a screen to save his life. Bye, you guys.
4: Thank, thanks, Robin. 888 uh, 957 I think that's an excellent point about, well, Wiseman too, but I, I think the point about Jordan Poole now being farther along in his development where he still has a ways to go if he's going to become an all star or a superstar, but also he has to now play with players that are less developed than him for longer stretches. And does that impact him or test his patience or or whatever? I think that's another uh, component to to that as well. I think that's a a fair point. Like, he's almost got it on both ends. He's got to continue to develop his game to raise it, but he's also trying to help elevate the play of, of that entire group because they are dependent on his ability to score for sure they don't really know what they're going to get offensively from the rest of that group although they did get enough offensively in particular from Wiseman and efficiently uh, tonight to to get to to 14 points and, and he was a help uh, in his time uh, back into the of the first quarter and, and on into that second quarter with with the run that, that he was able to get 889579570 uh let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr uh, following this one, uh, as the Warriors uh, beat the Sacramento Kings 130 to 125, uh, here's the head coach of the Warriors,
3: Steve. What do you think about the way the Kings took a 26-point defi- deficit, transform that into just a four-point deficit, and just the furious nature of the finish?
5: Yeah, they did a good job uh, getting back in the game, but um, we won. So I'm looking at the positive. We we played uh, uh, at times brilliantly, and uh, we couldn't sustain it. So uh, you know, it was closer than it should have been, but um, I give Sacramento a lot of credit. Mike's doing a great job with those guys. They're fighting, they're competing. They've had three close losses now to start the year. They're, they've are they gotten a lot better, and um, we let our guard down, and they they took advantage of it. But we got the win, and I'm, I'm pleased with that.
1: How much of your goal entering the fourth was to try to, you know, give the youth the whole quarter and not have to bring the veterans back in?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's always a balance. You know, I think Dante's injury kind of uh, messed up, you know, the, the rotation a little bit and um, put a lot of pressure on on jp as a playmaker and we had clay's uh minutes restriction so we you know we went to him to start the fourth to try to get a little more offense out there but i think the ball just stopped moving i mean we, we had 24 assists for the game i think eight in the second half um ball completely stopped moving not not just during the stretch you know when we um when we were giving up the lead but throughout the third quarter i thought it was just one pass shot over and over again so everything that happens during the game contributes um to what happens later on and um, uh, we had several bad possessions that um even with our first unit that um set a bad tone so tough um uh, you know tough sledding for that second group but they'll they'll get better and it's a good experience for them
1: hamstring
4: I'm straight
5: for Dante won't go to Phoenix and we'll reevaluate for the road trip or for Miami. And then the road trip after that. Gotcha.
8: Steve, what are your thoughts going into the half with, uh um, well, a 18 point lead, but giving up 70, 71 points to the Kings in the half.
5: Well, it was a furious pace, uh, in the first half. Um, but they, you know, they, they spread you out and, uh, De'Aaron Fox, you know, puts a lot of pressure on you. So, um, the, uh, the first half was, I thought we played really well. We we There were too many stretches where we fouled um, and they get to the line and now we have to play in the half court. So that was my biggest disappointment in the first half was just the fouling. Um, but otherwise we had great flow and the ball was moving. As I said, 16 assists, um, first half. And then second half was a totally different story. We, uh, we played very poorly and let our guard down, but... Um, you know, we'll we'll learn from that.
1: There was a play in the early fourth. I mean, you called timeout right after you were particularly upset about it. Was it something that happened on uh, that tran- part-
5: transition defense? Yeah, I, I, the main thing was just a, a lack of energy. You know, um, you, you you got uh, you know a, a group of reserves out there. Those guys should be dying to get, be on the floor and flying around and playing with with huge energy. And that was what I was upset about. There was it was a careless uh, transition defense possession. Um, there was no juice, no, um, no life to that group. And, um, you know, we're going to have to find, um, find what we're looking for in terms of energy and leadership. Um, it's, it's not, you know, entirely fair to them to, you know, put all those guys together, but, um, it's a tough league. It's sink or swim and you gotta, you gotta figure it out.
3: To stay with the positive, Jordan did get going offensively more tonight with 24 points. What do you think about his game overall?
5: Uh, he was great. You know, he got, uh got to the rim, knocked down some threes, got to the foul line, um, did a lot of a lot of really good things for us.
3: And then some more earlier minutes tonight for Moses Moody. What do you think about him and uh, his game overall too?
5: Well, Moses uh, does a good job out there understanding spacing and um, you know, being in the right place, uh, playing good defense. So, Moses was fine, you know, he didn't uh, didn't really get anything going offensively, but he was a good uh you know, a good part of, uh, of of our first half, getting the lead and, and um, you know, finding that flow offensively as a group. Steve, what's your assessment of how the team's playing now after these first three games at, at home? Had some moments, particularly first quarters, giving up a, a lot of points, some explosive moments, but just to, in general, your impression of the first three games of the season? I think we're right where we need to be, honestly. Um, you know, I, I I didn't think the first two games we were really ready to get over the hump physically, um, conditioning-wise, um, and I thought the Denver game was really good for that. Um, just to just to feel the pressure of the game and to feel the um, the nature of how we had to play to get back in it. I think it, it took us to another level conditioning-wise, uh, to where our, our starters, guys like Wiggs and and Draymond and Steph and Loon, could you know ramp it up and play at a high level for longer periods. Um, we're getting Clay there, but he's you know he's got some work to do. Mm-hmm. Um so all in all um you know to be where we are 2 and 1 um you know relatively healthy uh, we're heading in a good direction
3: how about that all that shows
5: I think uh we've had some good moments and um you know I thought uh the first half they were brilliant we had some really good moments between uh Jordan and uh James you know in and their two men action um you know, Dante did did some great things out there, um, you know, playmaking and spacing the floor. Um, he's had good moments the first three games. So um, we've had, we've had some success, but we still have to, um, you know, to build more of an identity with that group and, and more of a flow. And, and we will, we'll get there.
4: All right. Building an identity and a flow with the bench group, uh, a big part of the Warriors, what they have to do moving forward. That, according to the the head coach. And uh, I think a lot to chew on there. The, the part that stood out to me the most was the lack of energy that he talked about from the young guys. And, and in particular, I think he's referring to the beginning of the, the fourth quarter and, and almost just, a, you know, just a not, not excited to, to get out there and play, you know, for, for, you know, with an opportunity to, to grow and, and, and shine and, and, in improve basically and you know it was a 18 point game so it's not a lock at that point you go out and play well push it back up to 25 26 then you might end up playing the whole quarter if if you're that group because the starters wouldn't have to to go back in the game but uh i think a little little bit of a message being sent there from from Steve Kerr uh, as far as you know you got to have a, a desire to get out there if you're a, a player that that's trying to develop whether that's Wiseman or Kamudi or or Kaminga or Moody, and and there was just a a kind of a blase feel, like like everybody expected the game to continue to be a blowout, but nobody really felt like working to to turn it into the blowout. And so, uh, you know, you hit the Kings for 89 points in the first half, you let up, and then it gets to a point where you've got your young group out there and they let the lead get chopped down even further to the point where the starters that are sitting over there on the bench are thinking, all right, the night's over for us. We're on cruise control, and then Steve Kerr's got to call a timeout and get them back in. They wind up being able to to do just enough to to hold on and get the win, but that, that could have been ugly, 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 ugly stuff. Uh, as the Warriors avoid that disaster. And again, it' it, so reminiscent of the two games last year that the Warriors lost the big leads in. But uh, I I do think that it is a work in progress with that young group. So there has to be some patience. And again, not necessarily the expectation that every game is going to be Steph being dominant and Clay looking like it's 2018 and and Draymond, you know, doing what Draymond does. And Poole's now emerging into a star. Like, over an 82-game season, it just doesn't look that way all the time. And I think if you watch other teams in the NBA, you see it. Uh, Steph Curry, though, uh, he, he's looked like Steph Curry to this point uh, in the early going of the season. Just a, a tremendous start for Steph as he ends up with the 33 points tonight, which is the third consecutive 30-point game for Steph second time in his career that he's began a season with three 30-point games he had uh, he did that going back four years ago so the 1819 season uh, that team obviously among the five the fifth that went on to go to the NBA Finals for that fifth consecutive year all right eight 7 eight nine five seven nine five seven zero we'll pause here we'll come back we uh, Still time for a couple of more phone calls, and then we will hear from Jordan Poole before we call it a night. Warriors 130, Kings 125, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Curry waits, sets up a screen, catches on the right side, rips the ball through low on Barnes, takes a contested two and knocked it down. Nothing but net. You can't stop him right now. Ninety-four seventy-five. Curry has over one-third of the Warrior points. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. John Dickinson back in Chase Center. You hear Tim Roy, Tom Tolbert on the call there as the dubs beat the Kings 130 to 125, 8-957-9570. We can still sneak in a couple of more phone calls. We're also going to hear from Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins before we call it a night. But uh, let's get back to the phones here and go to Al in Alameda next on Warriors wrap up. What's going on tonight, Al?
9: Hi, good evening. Thank you for taking my call here. Yes, hey, look, I have a little issue about this. Um, you know, taking out the player too early, and you know, I've seen this like six times last season, and we got to put him back in again. That's kind of embarrassing in a way, and not it's not to the not to the player who's in the floor, you know, to the. At, uh, NBA, and, this, and you take him out, you know, Curry, they've got to put him back in because, I, I don't know, this, the defense, or we're just getting tired, or the, is it the fatigue of the, their age, or I don't know what's going on there. We, you know, taking him out too early, then then you don't put him back. Uh, like, Curry, normally he comes in like seven minutes. And, you know, I flew back to, uh, you know, ALCS, and I flew back to, what, Curry's back in two minutes? And I'm five points behind, a five points lead. That's it. And you know, I just got an issue on that. Can you uh, give me a little shit on that, please?
4: Yeah. No. Well, here's the deal. I mean, it was the normal rotation. As far as I mean, starters are gonna get subbed out and and come back in. It was a normal rotation you're just hoping when you go to the young players with a 19 point lead at the beginning of the fourth quarter for what, because your starters are getting their normal rest that you know the hope is but it's never a, a sure bet but the hope is that they can maintain the lead or grow the lead and if they do then you don't have to put the, the starters back in the game as far as earlier in the game like I, I don't think there's been any issue with with uh, you know Steph, being held out too long and then you put him back in the game you know too late if, if anything tonight was an example of I, I actually thought to be perfectly honest that Steve Kerr might not even put the starters back in the game like I, that was something that ran through my mind when it hit the 518 mark I believe it was late and the Kings cut the lead to 12. It was 125 to 113, so 26 had gotten all the way down to 12 with that Poole, Thompson, Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman group, and Ryan Rollins came in for clay uh, a couple of minutes before that. And so Poole was out there with Rollins, Moody, Kaminga, and, and Wiseman. And I know Steve Kerr was hoping he didn't have to, but I—I there was a part of me just kind of looking at the bench <laughs> thinking – Is he going to do it or is he going to almost let the young players have to try to finish it? We've seen coaches do that before where it's like, hey, you guys don't have the energy and the starters, you know, I don't want to send them in cold just to salvage it. And like there was just a thought that, you know, maybe Steve Kerr would have got a wild hair and said, you know what, you guys need to bring it. You're not bringing it. And if you can't finish it, then you can't finish it and that we'll lose the game and, and, you know, you know, I'll go into the press conference and it'll be a, a teachable moment and, and a learning moment. Now I think tonight early in the season was not the time to do that. And so he sent the starters back out there. And, but I, I think he, the plan was to go as long as possible without putting them back in there because you're hoping you don't have to put them back in there at all. And then, when things go awry, you end up having to put them back in there. But uh, yeah, that that crazy thought did did enter my mind that he may just say, you know what, young guys, fight through it, work through it, and if you can't get to the finish line, and, and look, the Warriors got lucky. I know the Warriors are missing a couple of layups and and had some funky possessions even after the starters came back in. But man, I the Kings were a Monk hits at three, Fox missed a couple little short turnarounds. Like this thing could have been a lot worse uh, than than it wound up. Uh, with the Warriors hanging on all right let's hear a little bit from Jordan Poole best game of the year to this point for him offensively 24 points uh, and here's JP3 after this one
7: Still just three games into the season where would you kind of assess the second unit chemistry what you guys are doing it has been very fluid with the lineups and combinations and stuff so far
8: uh still trying to figure it out what lineups and rotations fit the best yeah like you said it's only the or the third game of the season It'll take a little bit of time. I know we do a lot with our rotations early on in the season, but just try to figure out the best lineups and matchups. So trying to gain chemistry all around the board.
0: Uh, Steve talked about just needing more like energy, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, And he was kind of disappointed with that. Do you feel like since you're kind of that anchor of that second unit that you have maybe a little bit more responsibility being in your fourth season to just kind of like set the tone for that group?
8: Somewhat, somewhat just being a primary ball handler, um, trying to control the game a little bit, but. Also still making the right play i think later in that fourth we had a, a younger lineup in there so just find a way to close the game if anything i know we had a big lead so just trying to find ways to close the game make the right decisions um continue to play our offense and i think that's something that will gain over the course of the season
1: one of the stories kind of coming out of the last game and we didn't talk to you after um i think you took like five shots or so and there maybe there's more tension on you this season defensive attention took more shots tonight, obviously scored more. What collectively has this three games been like? I mean, have you felt extra defensive attention coming into the season?
8: Uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I mean, but even if you look at our season earlier last year, the uh, second lineup I think that we had was a little – it took a little bit to get right, to get comfortable. It's only our third game. It's our third game. We have new players. And we're trying to get everybody acclimated. We got a lot of new guys. So, I mean, it just comes with time, especially the type of basketball we play, the type of – style that we play, trying to get everybody their roles, their positions, what they're good at, put them in positions to be successful. Yeah, I know I'll be a focal point, but I mean, you still find ways to dominate the second unit or whenever I'm out on the court.
7: Jordan, do you feel like a de- a defense kind of has to establish an identity the same way, you know, you guys find a groove and, and put together some games offensively? It, it has to happen on both ends. Our defense? Yeah, that a defense takes yeah. time to kind of find its own identity, too. Yeah,
8: everything does. Offensively, defensively, chemistry, rotations, personnel, everything. Like, it's only the third game, so we'll figure it out as we go, you know, and the coaches do a really good job of, you know, putting us in uh, situations to be successful. So just try to try to win games early on in the season, and everything else will, you know, kind of take care of itself.
7: Fun was that second quarter.
8: Mm, it was really fun. Really fun. 89 points in the first half. Which, uh, it's crazy.
3: Obviously, you know, you started a lot more last year, did the more of the six-man role in the playoffs. Is it a different responsibility? It's been three games, being more of that catalyst, that main guy of that second unit, first guy off the bench, and kind of feeling each other out with new players in that second unit as well.
8: I mean, it's not new to be the guy in the second unit, but we do have new players. So just trying to get the chemistry right. You know, some of these guys are coming from different teams where they run different offenses and different plays. I think what makes us so special is that we're really unique offensively. And it takes a little bit. It takes a little bit to kind of get accustomed for anybody who comes over here. So, you know, just trying to do a really good job of, you know, trying to just teach the guys, give them my input and insight on things that they don't know if they have questions. But our, our chemistry will come with repetitions and uh, experience as we continue to play more games.
4: All right, so Jordan Poole there says, yeah, he is feeling a little bit more of the attention defensively and uh, not too concerned, though, about the first three games of the season and everything being felt out and trying to to be worked through uh, with him leading that young unit and also trying to play with the starters. I mean, he is the bridge, truly, between... The, the two eras of Warriors basketball. And those two eras right now, I think, are on display on a nightly basis as the Warriors try to, to win games and, and defend the title here. All right, uh, let's hear a little bit more from the locker room or the press conference room downstairs here inside Chase Center. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, and again, it's so on brand that, that Andrew Wiggins hasn't really been brought up. Uh, to this point, and from the nine two five and the Xfinity Mobile text line, two way wigs playing excellent basketball, and yeah, he I think him and Steph uh, through these first three games have just been tremendous. I know Draymond had the the elite defense in the game on Friday. Draymond was really good, I thought tonight uh, as well uh, on both ends and, and and doing everything. I think those three have have really brought it the first three, but but Wiggins on brand of course we're going to talk about Steph and the 30 30 30 in terms of three point uh, 30 points in the first three games Uh, but Wiggins just understated but steady and they needed everything that he brought to the table tonight so here's a couple of minutes of Andrew Wiggins downstairs uh, after this one
3: it's 50 points in a quarter did you ever see that as being realistic in the second quarter like you guys did
2: I don't know. That was a great quarter for us, though. You know, the way we're moving the ball, playing off each other, defending. We're doing it all.
3: You brought up moving the ball. Was that maybe the biggest difference as far as the first half versus the second half? Steve kind of talked about how the ball just kind of stopped moving when things went downhill a little bit. But it was obviously clicking in that first half pretty well.
2: Yeah, we moved the ball a lot, you know, in that first half. You know, like you said, it kind of slowed up that second half, kind of got stuck a little bit.
7: Andrew, how do you, how do you feel about this? maybe the strides you guys are making defensively? I know it's only a few games and they're really good stretches and maybe some stretches that you'd like to see going a little bit better.
2: Um, I think we're on the right path to start the season. You know, obviously no team is going to be 100% right now, you know, perfect. But, you know, we're working towards it. Like We're only going to get better and better with every game.
1: Your Your current starting lineup had never played together before the playoffs last year. How quickly did it feel like it was like a cohesive five-man unit, if you remember back?
2: I like it was really quick. I don't know. I feel like it was quick. I feel like as soon as we were all put together, um, we kind of just took off. You know, I feel like every game was just better and better and better. Every series we got better Um, until obviously we reached the finals and won. So I feel like they put us all together to start the playoffs, and we clicked right when that happened. How much does that five-man
1: unit feel like how good of a place is it feeling because you know number wise you guys have basically been the, the best unit in the playoffs last year and to start this season
2: oh we feel great you know i mean, I can speak for myself i feel great you know out there with those guys uh you know just the way everyone moves the ball the way we're you know we're talking offensively defensively you know we're we're just tied in together
3: Andrew, you kind of shared over the summer that you want to be seen as an all defensive player by the time this year is over. But, you know, given your hot offensive start, did you put some extra emphasis on you know, coming out with a little bit of force offensively this year as well?
2: Yeah, I'm trying to do both, you know, I'm trying to score the ball and, you know, you know, play great defense. Keep working towards and trying to be a, a two way player, you know, that can do both.
0: This is the second consecutive game where you guys have given up 70 points in the first half. What do you what do you think needs to change going forward just to kind of set more of a defensive tone early
2: you know we just gotta lock in a whole 48 minutes of good basketball good defensive basketball i feel like we have our moments you know we might have a good quarter good defensive quarter or a good defensive moment but we just gotta put it all together you know and tie it into a whole game and have a whole you know good defensive game
4: Another nice night uh, for, for Andrew Wiggins. And he just seems so at ease, so so comfortable, at ease, and just like he's having the, the time of his life and, and maybe even, dare I say, emerging a little bit as a leader for, for this Warriors team just based on his steady approach and, and the, the way that he plays, you know, being so complimentary to, to the other players that, that the Warriors have uh, on this team. He's truly become... Uh, a, a key cog in in the Warriors machine and, and it began obviously a year ago with being an all-star and then the impact that he had throughout the playoffs and in particular in, in the NBA finals as the Warriors were able to to win the championship so uh, we'll we'll call it a night on that note a couple of quick notes from this one the Warriors now with six straight wins over the Sacramento Kings overall including five consecutive games uh, at Chase Center, uh, the Warriors and the Kings are going to play each other coming up pretty quickly, uh, two weeks from tomorrow night, right back here at Chase Center, and then the Warriors and Kings going to play each other three weeks from tonight. So two weeks from tomorrow night on the 7th of November, right back at Chase Center between these two teams, and three weeks from tonight on November the 13th, uh, the Warriors are going to be in Sacramento Taken on the Kings there we already had the note about the 89 first half points uh, and we'll close out with a note on Andrew Wiggins 20 or more in all three games this season so 22.3 f- through the first three uh, also three steals for Andrew Wiggins uh, in this one tonight to go with the, the five rebounds and just uh, yeah very steadying performance. So uh, things going to get a little bit tougher for the Dubs this week, no doubt, as they head to Phoenix. The Suns uh, did win tonight uh, over the Clippers, handing the Clippers their first loss. So Phoenix bounces back uh, after uh, they dropped uh, their last contest uh, as they got beat uh, by Portland the other night. So you look at Phoenix uh, as they head uh, back home to take on the Warriors, they are 2-1 and one, uh, on the early going of the season. So Phoenix uh, back in action on Tuesday night against the Warriors. That should be a good one. The, the series that, that never was, the playoff series that never was last year because Dallas – when in and upset Phoenix by winning the final two games of that best-of-seven series to, to head to the conference finals. Uh, that will be rekindled, uh, the Warriors and the Suns. We'll see how those two match up here in, in the early going on Tuesday. So that'll do it. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to Craig Valentino, everybody in our San Francisco studios. I'm John Dickinson, and I'll be back with you from Phoenix on Tuesday night, uh, 6 o'clock with Warriors live from Phoenix and then uh, the Warriors and the Suns going at it, and then uh, I'll be back uh, after the ball game for Warriors wrap up as well. So we'll talk to you then. Warriors improved to two and one. They beat the Kings one thirty to one twenty five. You heard it right here on ninety five seven. The game.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime
4: or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?